You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Well, I hate to be that person, but it is the last weekend of August. I don't know how it got here so quickly, but let's make the most of it. Um, hope you're having a great weekend so far. Um, last weekend, I brought up uh, the X, the CNE, but it had only been open like a day at that point. But now that it's been open for the week, I'd love to hear from you. Text in 71010 if you've been down to the CNE yet this year. And I would like to know, because I haven't been, and I'm debating on whether or not I should uh, maybe go during the week. Um, I would love to know your must-eat items because... I feel like the, the rides and the games kind of get lost now with the CNE and it's all about the, the crazy new foods that you can get. And apparently this year there are like over 30 new dishes. Cause, you know, carnival food used to be, it was like uh, hot dogs, giant pretzels, cotton candy, like popcorn, stuff like that. But now it's like, it's, I feel like people go to the X to try some of the new things. Um, so this year, Stuff like the bug dog, the hot dog that's covered in crispy crickets. There's the spam double down. It's two thick slices of spam as buns stuffed with bacon, tomato, and cheese. So I guess, is that paleo? Maybe because there actually is no bread in there, right? So, uh, and there's the giant, there's the big pickle dog, a giant pickle stuffed <laughs> so gross. Uh, with a hot dog center, uh, coated in corn dog batter and then fried. Picture it for a moment. It's a giant pickle stuffed with a hot dog, then dipped in batter and then fried. Um, if you have tried any of these things or the other new offerings at the CNE, please text in 71010. I'm very curious to know about them and if they've uh, perhaps lived up to the hype. Um, I'm also currently taking suggestions for ways to entertain my mom. Um, my mom's coming in tomorrow for a couple of days and it's been about three years since she's come in, uh, to kind of hang out. Like she was here with my dad for like two days at Christmas and that was, you know, en route to Taiwan for a big family trip. But like everything was closed then. It was winter. We really didn't do anything. There was nowhere to go. So she's coming in, um, tomorrow and, um, I'm basically going to go home today and go on a total cleaning binge. And then I also, just as a reminder for listeners, I live in less than 500 square feet and it's borderline hoarder situation in there. I have so much stuff. So I also have to hide anything that I don't want her to see. And I'm not quite sure what that is, but I just know there are, there are probably things um, that uh, she'll go snooping for. I don't know what, but she'll find things and um, <laughs> nowhere to put them. <laughs> I'm going to put them on my neighbor's balcony. Uh, anyway, I've got uh, a great guest who's in studio with me right now, um, Anne-Marie uh, Scheffler. Did I say your last name right? You did, Pay. You certainly Excellent. did. Excellent. Actress, writer, comedian. She's created and toured eight solo comedy shows across the U.S. and Canada. She's fully your time between uh, Toronto and L.A. And you're launching a two-week run of your show, MILF Life Crisis, uh, in Toronto, starting on Tuesday. So welcome. Thank you. Uh MILF, I guess we should, I feel, I don't want to assume that everyone knows what MILF stands for, but um, it's it's an acronym. So mother, I'd like to please 
friend. Friend, F- friend yeah. on Facebook. Friend in a very intimate way. <laughs> How's yeah, that? That's right. Um, but you also have another definition for milk. I do. I do. I say that mothers are incredible, lovely, and fantastic. They are. That's my MILF <laughs> acronym. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're all of those things. So your show is going to be at the Red Sandcastle Theater. That's uh, Queen Street East, so Leslieville. Yep. And when did you write this show? I wrote it a year ago, actually. Yeah. Yeah. My LA manager was like, I love Suddenly Mummy. Suddenly Mummy is a show that I perform a lot and it's very successful and I love that show. And he's like, I want the next show. I'm like, I can't. I How could I possibly? You know, Suddenly Mummy is the oeuvre. It's perfect. <laughs> why would I Why would I ever? And then he's like, no, it's the next step. Everybody wants the next step. And sadly, in my life, the next Aww. step was, you know, the post-marriage. And yeah. so I wrote that a year ago. I debuted it at, at the Red Sandcastle Theater. Uh, that's, uh, oh, you did? You debuted I did. There. I debuted oh, it a year ago. And it. I took it to Hollywood. I took it to... Um, I'm a Second City alumni, so I perform at Second City Hollywood. I perform at Second City Chicago. And this is my sit-down. This is my two-week run. This is the big version of it. This is It's been on its feet for a year. This is fancy. This has lighting and set design Whoa. by Andy Morrow. <laughs> I know. It's a real big deal this time. And so it's really an event. But, you know, this, these two weeks, August 30th yep. to September 10th, come down I've got uh, Tuesday to Saturday, 8 p.m. shows. Come and just laugh your heads off. And it's really a, a girls' night out. It's an amazing girls' night out. So I guess we should add that, you know, mother, you are a mom of two. How old are your boys? They are 9 and 11. Okay. And when... So it basically follows... The show is basically about uh, the fact that you, you you did what you're supposed to do, right? You got married, mm-hmm. you had kids, but then there was the divorce and then kind of like falling back into the dating life again, right? And being single again. That's right. You never expect it ever. No one gets single. married thinking, well, when I'm single again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So as my friend describes it, it's like a, a woman who's a MILF who doesn't want to be a MILF. I just want to be at home and be a mother and stay at home. And and then, you know, your life sends you these uh, bumps in the road and off I go. And I'm like, well, I should probably love again. I shouldn't just drink my wine alone in a corner. I should say hello to the world. So that's kind of the journey. Now, how old were your kids when you got divorced or when you separated? So that was four years ago. So what would that be? I have to do some okay, math. So four years, like, okay, so <laughs> nine and eleven would be like five and uh, seven. Five and seven. So at that time, um, so your marriage is over, and then you're sort of like dealing with being a single parent, learning how to co-parent. I yeah, co-parenting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, and then it's like, okay, um, I guess I should date. Right, right. And, and there, then you've got other friends who are like, you know, welcome to the club. Right. right? Yes. So you're not the only one. So, you know, that's the thing. My kids, I, I felt like we have to stay together forever for the children. But surprise, surprise, in their classrooms, it's, it's, there's like, oh, these two guys also have divorced parents. And, you know, those two girls, their parents are splitting up. So it's, it's not so bad for the kids. So you do have people who are ahead of you, the, mm-hmm. the, the divorced women who are like, come here, Anne Marie. Come here. Let me show you how <laughs> to like use Tinder. Rookie. They're like the ones are like, look, we've been there, done that. We're two years ahead of you. That's right. We know what's going on. It's a bit of a community. Well, I, well, I'm not married and I don't have kids, but a lot of my girlfriends, um, they range in age from 30 up to 50. So they're in all different stages. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the one, most of the ones that are married are, are still married, but some of them have 
you know, they've split up. They're on their next relationship or they're just, they're having fun. Mm-hmm. They're kind of mm-hmm. having a good time. So I saw that the show was described as your best show ever. Was that, do you feel it's your best show ever? Was Or is that someone else who described it that way? Yeah, that was someone else who described it that way. I have a bit of a fan base who uh, like love, I mean, uh, to me, I, I have a comedy special called Not Getting It. And I was like, okay, you can kill me now because <laughs> this is the best. And then yeah, I had children. And then I did Suddenly Mommy. I'm like, okay, kill me now because this is the best. <laughs> but then I wrote this one and put it on its feet. And like I said, it was, you know, called like the managers, like you, we got to get this. So I was like, I don't even know if I can speak about this yet. It's so fresh. And then I put it on its feet and people are like, oh, finally, this is my favorite. So it really is the, the result of people telling me this is their favorite. So it's very, well, it's relatable for people who've been through what you've been through. But I, uh, as someone who's not been married and doesn't have kids, I can also relate to it because you are my girlfriend. Like you, yeah. you represent a lot of my girlfriends and dating is a kind of a nightmare in this city. <laughs> True that. <laughs> so it's a bit of a challenge. So we are going to be giving away tickets to Anne-Marie's show as well. It uh, has a two-week run, so starting on Tuesday up until September 10th. So keep listening for your uh, your chance to win. And uh, I want to talk a bit more about uh, what you cover in the show and uh, and how... You know, I want to know how your kids felt about it. Like, do they have they seen the show, or do they just know that Mummy does comedy? They know Mummy does comedy. There's no way I'd let them see the show <laughs> ever, ever, ever. But when they were born, I already had a comedy special out in the world that I was like, no one can ever see this who's a child. You know, so I already had to know that was a, an issue or or a, a reality. I say, mm-hmm. but my kids were with their father. Uh, my very handsome, wonderful ex-husband because, you know, you're going to co-parent forever. Right. Uh, and they were out in the Bancroft, like cottaging, and they went into a, a store and I had just done a double bill of Suddenly Mummy and Milf Life Crisis at the Bancroft Village Playhouse. And they went into the store and it was like a week later and they saw a big show poster and they're, they're like, Mummy, Mummy, oh. Milf Life Crisis, that's my mom. That's my mom's the milf. Oh my like, God. Mummy's Suddenly Mummy. So like they, to them, it's just yeah. represents success and comedy mm-hmm. and fun and and, you know, so they... Do they know what a MILF is? Would your older one know? Yeah, you know, it, it came up when I okay. when I named the show. I had yeah. this parent in school who just walked right up to me and was like, look, your kids are going to be blah, blah. And I was like, oh, uh, and I, you know, yeah. tears and, the, you know, I get out the Bible. I was like, what do I do now? And then... Then I actually sat them down and I said, do you know what it means? Yeah. They you know, did. Well, like the older one was like, mother, I'd like to Facebook because that's what I tell them, oh. you know? And then I said, <laughs> yeah. well, people can say it means anything. I think it means mothers are incredible, lovely, and fantastic. So Good. that's what we talk about. That's what we say. And, you know, there's bad words, other people's ideas, but this is our idea. So, you know, and I'm a comedian. Yeah. Come on. Well, I feel you like, know. you know, to be, uh, to have a mom as uh, a comedian, you you've got to have a pretty good sense of humor. Yeah. Or the opposite. You're a kid who's really, really uptight. <laughs> like, it's one yeah. of the two. I'm not sure which it's one. It's like those kids from Ab- Absolutely Fabulous. Fabulous, you know, Ab Fab. The, you know, the mothers are like out of their minds They're drunk. crazy. And yeah. the, the daughter's like, so, mom, please pay yeah. your bills. You know, like, like, yeah, it's like it could be the, the total opposite. So Emery's going to stick around again. We're going to give away tickets to her show. So keep listening. Also coming up later on the show, uh, we've got another, we've got a, a parenting writer and a mom who's going to join. And uh, she'd written a story on the Huffington Post that caught my eye and she she thinks that we need to bring back home at class and i'd like to know if we are ruining our kids by maybe not equipping them with the basics like essential home skills so text in 71010 share your opinion we can get into that a bit later in the show this is the pay 10 show on in-depth radio news talk 1010 
Would you like to be known as a MILF? Well, my guest is really okay with it. In fact, she embraces it. Actress, writer, and comedian Anne-Marie Scheffler is here. Uh, she divides her time between Toronto and L.A., but uh, she will be in Toronto for the next little while because she is launching MILF Life Crisis at the Red Sandcastle Theatre. It's in Leslieville, running Tuesday, August 30th to September 10th, so for two weeks, and we will be giving away tickets later in the show. You've also, you're also a Second City alum. You've performed, oh, all over the U.S. and Canada. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. I'm fabulous. I so hope <laughs> your listeners come down and meet me in person. <laughs> You've been everywhere, and you're the mom of two boys, so yes. uh, 11 and 9, nine. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. and so uh, we established that MILF uh, most people know what it means in terms of, I guess, like if you're going to like Urban Dictionary, it, it's like mother, I'd like to beep, 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 beep. Um, but you define it as mothers are incredibly lovely, fantastic. It is. So your show is Milf Life Crisis. Um, let's give a little summary of the show for people who are just tuning in. Yeah, I would say it's what happens to you when uh, your marriage ends and you find yourself dating again when you didn't expect to be dating again. All of a sudden, you're dating again, and you have children, and you're in your forties. Let's say not that I'm in my forties, but you know that you're at a, p- a part of your life when you're like, aren't I just supposed to be paying down my mortgage and being, you know, yeah. this was the this marriage was supposed to be the rest of my life plan. Hello, so I think that throws you. I think it's more of the story of. Uh, a lot of us now, it's, I don't like being the face of this story. I wish mm-hmm. my marriage lasted forever. Um, but it's the story for me. So when I tell it, it makes other people who are going through it feel like, oh my God, not just me. Or, yeah. you know, you're, it's okay. It's going to be okay. You're absolutely not the only one, yeah. you know, by any means. Um, what kind of feedback do you get about the show from, I guess, women who are in your same situation, who are mothers that are dating again? Or like I think of myself who's not a mom and who's also single. Yeah, I feel that a lot of people are uh, going on Tinder, plenty of fish, mm-hmm. or as my friend Kendra likes to call it, people of finance, because she just <laughs> wants her kids to think she's trolling for sex on her iPhone. Uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you know, that the online dating thing is there too, mm-hmm. uh, which ha- is new. And uh, I personally, is I'm not really a big online dater, but there- I was going to ask if you tried it, because I have a friend whose relationship uh, ended two years ago, mm-hmm. and she'd been with that person before internet dating was a thing, yeah. and before texting was a thing. Right. So she didn't understand that texting wasn't always like, um, like a conversation. Like, like a guy would just not reply back, and she'd be like, "Hi, where you didn't reply to me?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> don't do that." I'm like, right. "The fact that he's not replying to you is his way of replying to you." And so she didn't. It was because she had been out of the dating scene for 15 years. Yeah, when all of like when um you know all the the online dating sites and when the apps had started, she was at a loss. Like she just didn't know how to do things. That reminds me, not that I've had like, like for me, I did not like jump into the dating scene. I waited a long time. I was like, I'll never love again, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, my friend is like totally like the other way around. And she, I play a bunch of different characters in the show. And this one character, Kendra, is like crazy for online dating. It has like a million boyfriends. And, uh, but for me, I had this one moment where I had a bit of a, a, a fling. And again, I was off the dating a mar- out of the market for over 10 years. And then I was like, oh, well, Facebook, I'll just Facebook the guy. And so I messaged him. I'm like, do you want to come over on Sunday? <laughs> and that's nothing. So bold. I know. I oh, know. He didn't reply. And then my girlfriend's like, that's called, um, what did she call it? She called it a, a hookup. And I'm like, what? 
hookup. He's my boyfriend now. No, ah. <laughs> no, Amory, that was a hookup. That, yeah, know? that is not going to be your next relationship. You're not marrying him. You know? <laughs> um, who called you a milf to begin with? Oh, that term came up when I started to have kids. Yeah. And I was like, what? Oh, that's terrible. And then someone also, uh, when I was pregnant with my second child, was like, uh, pregnant women. I was like, what? You got, oh, you're <laughs> terrible. Who thinks like this? And then as you know, you go through life and you, yeah. you I figured, well, why am, or why are we giving the power to some, you know, raunchy kind of situation? And then when it was time to write the second, the, this show, the divorce comedy, like what are all the great titles? And I know that I love the term MILF. It started to grow on me. And mm-hmm. then suddenly mommy I say, I want to be a yummy mummy. I want to be a MILF. Your mother, I'd like to Facebook. And then my friend says, you know, that's kind of pathetic. You want to be a MILF. And I thought there's so much material there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to be sexy. We want to be adored. We want to be loved. And it says so much. It says that I'm a mother, yeah. you know, so already I'm going to be not like a 20 year old. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not that 20 year olds can't be mothers, but you know, that I'm, you know, fully a mother and that I, I want to be attractive because I need to be attractive now because now I'm back on the dating market. So yeah. then I kind of name it and claim it. That's my thing. I name it and claim it. Good. Now, did you have any uh, in your in your dating experience these past few years, because obviously is material for the show, yeah. uh, any real low points? Like, was there a moment where you're like, oh... <laughs> You know, pay. That's why it's a comedy. <laughs> oh my! The the low points are like my favorite points for the comedy. Yeah, there were lots of low points. I mean, there and I, I mm, there was like this time when I, you know, I met this guy from Texas, and I I was just basically telling that my girlfriends, I'm moving to Texas. Yeah, like, he's mm, the one. Yeah, he's dreamy. And then no, no, you're not. I'm not. <laughs> you know, just because. I'm used to falling in love immediately or, you know, my, I'm very traditional. I'm a Polish Catholic girl. Everyone in my family tree, they're just married and they're wonderful. Right. Everyone's so stable. And I'm like, what happened to me? (laughs) So you're almost looking for the, it's like the next one. It's like, okay, we're going to, oh, we're on a date. When are we moving in? That's right. That's right. We're going to get a house and have more kids, more kids for you or no? No, thank you. You're okay. (laughs) How do you like dating again? Uh, I, I like it when I'm, you know, I keep saying my, my boyfriend is my career mm-hmm. and my soulmates are my sons and that's kind of creepy, but uh. do you guys, <laughs> when you go out with them, um, do they know that they're poss- that they're material? <laughs> Sometimes they're scared. They're scared. I would think so. Yeah. They're totally terrified. I try, I try, you know, I don't know. My, my focus isn't so much. Mm, you know, the next one, although immediately it was, it's like, how do you take away my soulmate? Right. Replace the soulmate, hurry fast. But then I found this idea or this, actually someone said it to me last weekend when I was doing the show in Chicago. It's like, now I'm like a planet and I have gravity and they come to me. That's you know? nice. Isn't that nice? They come to you. Yeah. I need to hang out with you a little bit I more. I know. We, we totally <laughs> could do very well. It, in downtown Toronto. So the website, if you want to find out more about Amory or get tickets, is milflifecrisis.com. We do have five pairs of tickets to give away. So for your chance to win, you can just text in 71010. Text in with your email address because uh, what I'll do is I'll choose five winners and then I'll uh, send you an email so that you can choose the date. But just so you are aware, the show runs from August 30th to September 10th at the Red Sandcastle Theatre and that's 922 Queen Street East. So if you want to win, it, you have to get to the theatre in the next two weeks. So uh, again, t- text in 71010, uh, your full name and email address, please. And you can enter up until the end of the show. Uh, coming up after the break, do your kids know how to cook?
Does it matter? I've got one Toronto mom who thinks it should matter, and she wants to bring back home ec classes. Let me know if you think that's important. Text in at 71010. You're listening to The Page Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Taking a quick break. Where opinions are celebrated. The Page Chen Show on News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. You can text in 71010 if you uh, want to participate in the show. Also, uh, thanks to those of you who have been texting in to win tickets to Anne Marie's show, MILF Life Crisis. Uh, I do like just saying it. Uh, the show is running uh, in Leslieville for the next two weeks. So we've got five pairs of tickets to give away. Just send in your first and last name and your email address, and I'll notify the uh, five winners. And you can figure out which show you will go see. So uh, Emery is here with me still. So actress, writer, comedian. And joining us now, we have Sam Kemp Jackson, parenting writer, speaker, opinionated mom. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> so uh, we've established that Anne-Marie has two kids, boys. They are uh, nine and 11. And Sam, you've got four kids. I have four kids. So okay. I have the biggest range of anybody ever. 31, <laughs> 12, seven, and seven. The last two are identical clones, otherwise known as twins. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. like, that is quite the range. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. So, Sam, um, you wrote a blog post that then appeared on Huffington Post about the need to bring back some, like, classes from the bygone era. <laughs> the bygone, otherwise known as the Stone Ages in the 1970s, yeah. yes. Well, I, I had home ec and... Uh, woodworking class. It was called, I think it was called industrial arts. Okay. Which is a weird, it doesn't identify what the class is, but it was woodworking. So we, for half the year, you did one and the other half of the year you did the other. And so that would have been like late eighties that I did those classes. So you want to bring back is it home ec, wood shop as well, or? Um, home ec, shop, wood shop, auto shop, whatever type of shop there is, I think we need to bring it back because back in the day when I was in school, we did have those two classes. Now, mind you, they were gender segregated. So somebody told me that we had a choice. I don't recall having a choice. And all I know is that when I was in home ec back in the 70s, uh, I was with mostly girls and I wasn't given the option to go to shop, which I would have liked. Right. I actually think that nowadays we don't have the skills or our kids don't have the skills to you know, do basic repairs, to cook, to clean, and parents don't have the time to teach them all the time. So I think we need to bring it back for sure. But do I just feel like... Sam, uh, that's how I felt when I got divorced. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> change my own oil. I had to cook my own food. I I don't know how to do any. I mean, I took... So when I was taking those classes in uh, Nova Scotia, uh, it was definitely... Everyone took both of those classes. And I don't know... Because I I don't have kids, I don't know when they eliminated those those classes. Like, did none of your kids have home ec? No. Emery, your kids never had a class like that either? No. 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 And I think, you know, I think it was very quietly done. And it's really interesting because in the Huffington Post piece, a lot of people have weighed in from across the country. And it seems like there's no rhyme nor reason as to where and why it has or hasn't been phased out. So for example, some parts of Alberta and out West, they still have it and they have it at younger ages. And I know in Ontario, some parts of Ontario, it seems like they have it, but they don't have it in in my area. Yeah. Yeah, It's inconsistent. Uh, If if someone uh, listening knows uh, of a school with a home ec class, please text in 71010. I was under the assumption that it didn't exist anymore. Kind of like Mm -hmm. typing. Like I learned to type on a typewriter. Exactly. And I just figured that class didn't exist anymore either in high school. 
I, which is strange because you would need typing more than ever now because everybody's God, on a laptop, that's right? So true. So. That's so true. Does, I, maybe it exists, but every but it's just on an iPad. <laughs> it's, like, it's texting. texting. Right, right. How to text? Yeah. How to use emojis yeah. and uh, and acronyms that I have to Google because I don't like. I remember when everybody was hashtag YOLO and I had to Google it. I was too embarrassed to ask what someone what that meant. There's yeah. good things about Google, right? Right. <laughs> there are some very good things. So, um, Sam, what is it that you think uh, kids are like? What would they really benefit from in terms of taking something like home ec now? I mean, now that we have YouTube and we have cooking shows and all of that. Well, I think that you still need some basic life skills. I mean, I think YouTube is great. I go on YouTube all the time. Google is wonderful. It's a great professor and teacher. But sometimes our parents can't be there because they're working. They've got two or three jobs. They're doing what they need to do. And sometimes you just need to know how to cook a basic meal that is not mac and cheese or something that, you know, in the microwave, in the microwave, you need to have basic cooking skills. I also would venture to guess that we also need financial skills. So I think a lot of kids don't understand how to budget and how to spend their money and the value of money. And we don't teach that at school. And I think we should. And I think that the earlier that we teach these types of things to kids, the better. And I also think that way back in the day when I had it, it was gender bias. I think we need to take away that gender stratification and have all kids in all classes. So all kids take home ec, all kids take shop, Mm -hmm. all kids take basic financial budgeting, you know. Um, Anne-Marie, did you take home, did you have home ec? Mm -hmm. I, I there, it was there, but I was so busy doing theater and such that I didn't. <laughs> You're like, I don't need to learn how to cook. I know someone's going to take me for dinner. <laughs> I just someone will take care of my finances. They'll give yeah, me a credit yeah. card. Yeah, but funny enough, I I was um you know working with Andy Morrow, who's my production designer, and he was talking about how. The skill, I, you know, what I do, I, I've been creating my own plays, my own one-person shows. It's like stand-up with a, you know, it's it's like stand-up, but you know, it's like a full eighty-minute show. And I've been doing that for twenty years, and and then I I go into my kids' school and I teach clowning, and I you know I, I can help, like I teach at Second City, mm-hmm. um, I can teach people how to create art and comedy. And and we put so much emphasis in sports. Like everyone's got to, what if your kid isn't very sporty, but they exactly. they want to come up with a really big musical. <laughs> they want to yeah. do a musical. You know, like that is a skill too. Yeah. I actually yes. think that, that, you know, there's been a shift away from just basic skills such as cooking because we live in such a quick society where, mm-hmm. yeah, we can buy things, we can order out, yeah. we can do takeout, we can order online. And that's really easy. But at the end of the day, you might be in a situation where, God forbid, you might have to cook a meal for yourself and it doesn't have to be mac and cheese or something really simple. But I, I feel like um, not, I feel like it's almost a symbol of success when you can outsource everything in your life. It's like, I do so well that I don't need to know how to iron because I send my stuff out to be dry cleaned. I can order in for all of my food. I can, you know, take out, go out. I can hire someone to like, to, I can hire the plumber. I can hire the electrician. Like, it's almost like who needs to know? Yeah. You, you want to do like, like I want to spend all my time rehearsing my, my stuff or, you know, but I see that it's in the school. My nine year old comes home and goes, I don't want to eat chips. I want to eat carrots. And I'm like, somebody's teaching Weird. them. Yeah, so I, I feel true. like there is nutrition in the schools because I, I do see my children knowing about food that I didn't know about. Like it took me to be in my 20s to understand 
what is protein versus, <laughs> well, you know, it's good that they're saying, carbs. It's good that your, your child is saying, he's saying that he wants to eat carrots, but that's all theoretical in terms of what they learned at school. How does that filter down to the practical and how's that going to manifest itself when they're at home? And maybe you're working or maybe you're doing a stand up and your kids have to make a meal for themselves. You don't oh, want them you know to that right? like, take carrots <laughs> out of the fridge. You don't want them to always be, you know, new king stuff. You want yeah. them to be able to, even if it's like, you know, okay. So let's say, uh, who's teaching your kid practical skills, Emery? Well, I'll tell tell you their daycare, the Earl Hay community daycare did teach them a lot about foods. And plus my, my very handsome ex-husband is a chef. So they do know food. I know. Best ex-husband ever. I don't want to hear from you anymore. I'll I'll be in the lobby. Bye. Wait, but who's teaching them how to sew? That's a good question. Well, sewing, you know what? That's a whole nother thing, as we say, because people don't sew anymore because we are in, we have items that are kind of like planned obsolescence. You know, you wear yeah. something for a couple... They're disposable. Times. They're disposable, right? Yeah. So way back when, people used to sew things and repair things, like who darn socks? No, you just go to the dollar store and you buy a new pair, right? You know what's really embarrassing is when I was uh, in my 20s, like in university in the first few years afterwards, like uh, I knew how to sew a button back on, but not very well. So I could, like if a button popped off a shirt, well, I didn't have the money to just go and replace the shirt. I would put the button back on. But I would get little tears in like my pants or I needed them hemmed and I would save them up, like save up the pants like three pairs of pants. And then when I went home to Nova Scotia, I'd bring them and my mom would fix my jeans. <laughs> Your mommy terrible. did it. Because, you know, growing up, she was like, we pa- we had patches on all of our we clothes. We had patches too. You, we did too. It wasn't that far out of my memory. Okay? Like you wore that until it actually just fell apart. You didn't yes. wear it just because it was trendy. Listen, and I then, had a pair know? of mom jeans that I could not let go of. And I literally went to go, you know, to Fabricland, got patches because those were my... My favorite mom jeans. Didn't we all go to Fabricland? <laughs> Fabricland. Fabricland. No one, no one even. And this show is not sponsored by Fabricland, but if you're Sorry. interested, you can just text in at 710-10. We're going to take a quick break here. Uh, the ladies are going to join me after the break, and we'll talk a bit more about this topic. Also, I want to know if uh, it's good or bad. Drones are taking over the world, and they're going to bring us everything we need. You're listening to The Page End Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. <laughs> The Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Thanks for tuning in today. Also, thanks for your texts. Uh, you still have time to enter for a pair of tickets to see Anne-Marie's show, Milf Life Crisis. It's uh, playing in Leslieville for the next two weeks. So you can text in your uh, first and last name and your email address, and you can enter up until the end of the show. Uh, a couple of people have also texted, and I was mentioning the um, the CNE off the top of the show and what is sort of worth going down to check out, and someone said there's like, there's a hipster alpaca. Have, are either of you planning to go to the X this year? Oh yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my guess, I've got Anne Marie here with me, who uh, who is an actress, comedian, and writer. Um, Sam Kemp Jackson, who is a parenting writer, mom of four. But you haven't been to the X yet this year. No, I'm holding out. We've got, we're we're going to go. We're going to go soon. We haven't gone yet. I've been put on notice that I have to go a few times. So yeah, I've been going since I was a kid. I, I have to go every year. So okay. So Sam, your youngest kids, the ones who will go mm-hmm. with you, are seven-year-old twin boys mm-hmm. and a 12-year-old. Yep. And Anne-Marie, you've got your uh, nine-year-old and 11-year-old. What do they want to see when they go? Like what is the draw for them? The rides? It's usually the rides, the food, so the really unhealthy food. Will they want to eat crickets? They, Will any of your kids actually, eat crickets? Actually, my boys, boys, my boys are kind of, they're kind of, they probably would. 
Because it's kind of like a like adventurous, right? It would be kind of a cool boy thing to do. I don't know. They probably would want to eat crickets. Emery, my boys, not so much, but they will want the, those those donuts, those the tiny, tiny Tom donuts. donuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's you know, <laughs> they like the classic things. The classic sugar. Yeah, <laughs> lots of sugar, lots of salt. Oh yeah, and lots fudge, of fudge. You know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the classics, right? Like yeah. all the favorites. Um, so well, I guess we're talking kind of about uh, the, not the healthiest food. Uh, there's a lot of stories out now about drones and sort of the future of drones. And, you know, I, I think Amazon had um, talked about del- making deliveries by drones to areas where it's not as easy to get like a truck and a, um, you know, and a driver to, to send things to and that it would like revolutionize ordering everything you need online. Uh, and then a story came out this week about Domino's uh, launching drone delivery in New Zealand. They're going to test it there. And the reason is they said New Zealand has the most forward thinking aviation regulations in the world, which you could translate as saying New Zealand has the most lax aviation regulations <laughs> well. in the world so that you can fly whatever you want and they can drop, they can drop whatever Packages it and they also the have sky. the most sheep. So if it drops, then the sheep can eat, and then everybody's happy. Yeah, exactly. This lamb tastes kind of like grass and pepperoni. <laughs> um, so I was wondering what you guys thought of this. Like, good idea, bad idea. The fact that it's only a matter of time. It's kind of like these driverless car, these self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. It's you can debate and go like, I don't know if that's a good idea, um, but it, it will happen at at some point. You know, maybe not in the next five years, but maybe it's ten years. Um, you know, pay. I'm relating everything to a relationship because you know yes. it's my my. That's what the, you know. That's what I know. The <laughs> milf life crisis. Now you're dating again. You didn't expect <laughs> to be dating again. And I'm thinking, like, you know, do you need a man to be cooking for you, or you know, do you or, or do you want to be cooking for some, someone you love, or are you are you ordering out, and you know, do you want that person to. <laughs> That pizza delivery guy to come to your store. <laughs> are maybe, you so lonely that you really I'm are so, looking forward to that I'm pizza so lonely, delivery guy? I'm so lonely. He has a car and a job, <laughs> and I wouldn't have to cook. Be so amazing. <laughs> and knows how to bring hot food. It is Italian, kind of hot Italian sausage. That's what? right. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, Sam, thoughts on, um, on this drone delivery? Well, I guess in an ideal world, it would be fantastic. But you know, let's think about it logistically. Are we going to have air traffic controllers for drones? Because everybody and their mother is going to be ordering a pizza, Thai food, Chinese food, whatever. And there's going to be drones flying around all over the place. So are we going to now, is that, is that a new profession? Well, I, that's what I'm picturing. I'm like, if you let any business launch delivery by drone, like there's a lot of stuff going on overhead. Like as it is, I'm nervous when I walk under like, uh, like wires where there's pigeons. I got hit in the head with a Frisbee once. You think I'm not going to get hit in the head with a drone (laughs) and a pizza? Similar shape, you know? And I mean, these things aren't (laughs) foolproof. Like there's going to be the drone that just like, I I, I don't know if the battery operated, but it's battery is just going to die mid air. And then it's going to be like over the DVP and you're driving. And then this pizza, like these actually, it's not that bad. It's not pizza. a bad idea for stuck in sunroof. traffic. You know, like <laughs> really, true. you know, pizza would kind of go over really well on the DVP. Yeah. Yeah, it would. <laughs> but you'd have to look at sunroof so that yeah. it could just like uh, drop right in there. Yes. <laughs> and, but uh, apparently, um, so Domino's also recently uh, unveiled pizza robots. So they don't need any human companions. The other thing you have to realize what? is that these, <laughs> you know, these human things companions. are taking jobs away. So that's the other thing that's happening with a lot of like fast so food restaurants. vibrators. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go back to the show, milflifecrisis.com. Like <laughs> uh, there is a theme going on here, I know. There is. Batteries. What? 
but do it yourself. They have the robots unmanned again. No mm-hmm. chance of meeting someone yeah. um, that can hold up to ten pizzas and they can deliver within a twenty mile radius. Would you like this robot at your door? <laughs> Emery? It, no, thank you. I feel like this is all about quantity as opposed to quality. Anne-Marie, do you want 10 pizza delivery boys <laughs> or just one really good looking one who looks like Fabio? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think quality. Give me the, the live man. Get, let him have a breath. The heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I think it might not be a bad idea. I'll do the counterpoint. I okay, think it might okay. not be a bad idea to have a robot coming to my door with a bunch of food. But again, it's like the air traffic controllers for the drones. Are we going to have all these robots <laughs> pushing us off the sidewalk because they're rushing to get the pizza to me in 40 minutes or less? Yeah. I feel like it's <laughs> going to be like a boxing day sale, yeah. like where there's just like, instead yeah. of bodies, it's just mechanical things. It's drones, it's robots, they're, you know, their their flight path is weird. I want to go back to something you asked a few seconds ago about um, the drone operators. Yeah. Like, do you need a pilot's license? I did a, a TV project this year that involved a large drone. And what I did not realize is there are so many safety rules oh. regarding this drone. Like, uh, it was in a parking lot that oh. was, uh, like, blocked off. So it was empty parking lot. And I wanted to take a picture of it. And they were like, no, no, no. You need to be 50 feet back from the drone. So let's remember, this drone is about the size <laughs> – it's about the as wide as, like, a large pizza box, if I'm going to use that. Right. Um, and I was like, no, no, you have to be back. It has to be – you cannot be close to it unless it's – uh, disabled. I'm like, that. what does that mean? Like, well, the, the battery pack has to be fully removed. It can't just be off. And there wow. were two people involved in operating this one drone. They're communicating to each other via headsets, they're, but they're next, standing next to each other. And they had the little, uh, like the remote control. And he actually, uh, I, he introduced himself as the pilot. Wow. You know what? These drones are a problem waiting to happen. That's what it sounds like. I don't see how that's going to work if that's what hap- is, if that's what's needed. Right? I feel like it's the uh, robots are going to take over the world. The robots are taking over the world. The next no. episode. And, yeah. and actually, this is a good tip for anyone who's got uh, kids who don't really know what they're going to do. Someone told me that they were very expensive to book, first of all, because you need – there is um, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, desire for drones for different things. Sure. And not as many – qualified drone pilots. So oh. apparently there is sort of this increase in in work, but not as many people. So, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's like Nathan. It's a career path. Yeah. Don't be a doctor. Be a drone pilot. Yes. Yeah. But Nathan right. will do well as a drone pilot, I he swear will. to you. I, like 100%. So that's just, if you thought it was kind of silly because your kid wanted to play with a drone, well... You know, yeah, supply and demand, supply and demand. Yeah. I know. I thought you said fly and demand. <laughs> well, that's, that's good too. That's There's that too. Should yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to share a quick story with you, with both of you that made me cry two nights ago. Like I cried the weirdest thing. I cried at the story that came out like a while ago about supermarkets selling ugly vegetables. <laughs> so I was like, because it was this really beautifully written story about like ugly vegetables and how they get thrown out and they're rejected. Aww. And then, you know, so this was a couple of years ago. Um, anyway, then this story came out uh, about a 31 year old in Alberta. He was laid off from his oil industry job, like many other people. And 
he went into uh, a restaurant in Lethbridge, Alberta. He visited a place called Whippy's Fish and Chips. Again, he's a 31-year-old. He said there was no one no one in this place at all. Tiny little like uh, strip mall kind of place. And inside was a 69-year-old Scottish immigrant who was the owner of the restaurant. And so this guy, 31-year-old, his name is Colin, he said he had spectacular fish and chips. And the place was clean. It was well taken care of. He had a chat with the owner. And the owner said that because um, so many people have been losing their jobs, he doesn't have a lot of business and he hasn't paid himself in months. So he just has the shop, kind of hopes he'll get a few people coming in. So this guy thought, you know what? I have a background in marketing. Like, why don't I write a really nice social media post about my experience? So he wrote this little post about, hey, you know what? I found this little fish and chip shop. Owner is a super lovely uh, 69-year-old Scottish immigrant whose dream has always been to have his own restaurant. I had great food, nice service. There was no one in there. Could we maybe share this a few times and maybe, you know, pay a visit? So he puts that up on his Facebook. Um, as of a couple of days ago, it had been shared more than 8,000 times. Wow. Um, shortly after, there was, uh, on Tuesday, more than 400 people visited. The next day, 500 people visited. Wow. And then the owner of the shop said it's always been his dream to have a fish and chips restaurant. Uh, now, thanks to this young guy, it, his dreams come true. My only thing was... How did you go from having enough food to feed, let's say, 10 people one day, and then the next day, 400 people? He sent a drone. He sent a drone. <laughs> Bulk shopping? I don't know. Andre, who's our technical producer, said he has a big deep freeze. He must, because there's must. no way you could just have that ready. But I just thought that was such a nice feel-good story. It's like the old world meeting the new world. <laughs> the guy who knows how to do social media and the yeah, sweet I think that's so sweet. Scottish I think guy people are wonderful. kind. They really I are. I think they are. Yeah. And I think it's also, it shows you what you can do with something that costs you no money and takes you very little time. As you find those little places, you're like, you know what? I bet they don't know how to take advantage mm-hmm. of social media or of promoting themselves. So I thought I would leave the show on that sweet little story. Thank you both so much for joining Thank me today. Thank you. If you want to find out more about Anne-Marie's show, it's milflifecrisis.com. Sam, a website or anything that you want to... Uh, multiplemayhemmama.com, at samkj27 on Twitter, and at Sam KJ27 everywhere else. Okay, so you can find it all there. (laughs) Thank you both. And uh, if you want to find out uh, more info on the shows, you can always do that at paychen.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. Be back next week.